I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the churros we about to drop. Hey. Everybody, yeah, listen up. It's the new intro I'm about to drop. Today, no musical, no, has to stop. It's affecting key on that money, money, what? <laughs> <laughs> we can't monetize our content. It's not oh like... My. I'm not a home. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, what, that's fair the, enough, man. What was the... My favorite part is the the... Sticky, what was it? The, eat that sticky grub. Eat that sticky grub, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a new intro, it will be coming uh, soon, uh, as with other freestyles. For now, though, it's just going to be Kian and myself on Monday, 24th of October, bringing you some churros, old school style. Um, and, well, we got a lot to talk about. It's been a jam-packed weekend, lots of action, lots of uh, good results. I think we both have reason to smile. I said, Kian, why don't you let me have this one bad boy? Step aside real quick, because it's been a long time as well that I feel like I haven't done an intro. So here it is. Uh, good weekend for my, my G, good weekend for Barisan. Smiles are back on our faces. And let me smile for a little while, because around the corner, Bayern's peaking. <laughs> Who's that creeping in the window? Pow! It's Bayern now. Bayern's up next. And with that, our Champions League dream will also uh, dissipate. If not, if if we, by any, for some reason, it's not over yet. To beat it's not Bayern, over yet. Which the last time we beat Bayern was in 2015-14. Excuse me, 2014-15, Kian. <laughs> this is that different. was the last time we managed to beat those champions. different. Well, different. even if we do, we still have need their best Victoria Pilsen. The all our, our arm, uh, brothers in arms, our friends over from the Czech Republic. Let's go, Victoria Pilsen. Do us, give us a miracle. Unfortunately, Laporta has no more money left to drop off a suitcase for them. But I don't know. So it's, uh, hey, maybe it's gotta the, be for pride. Maybe I've got breaking news. The palanca has just been activated. Could you offer them like a free Spotify subscriptions for a year? How much is that worth? I should have done a churros crowdfund. Crowdfund the maletin for our, our friends from Pilton. From Victoria Pilton. But that would have really proven how much, uh, how many Kool-Aids listen to this podcast <laughs> based on how many people would donate to that cause. The Pilsen Maleta. That's it. Um, all right. Well, where do we start? Well, that's what's up. So, um, you want to start with uh, a very entertaining Maggi Sevilla. You want to start head over heels with that exhibition of football you saw take place at the Spotify Come No. Where do you want to go, Bill? Well, I want to start with Maggi. That was Saturday. I feel like that. No, well, good start. In in the case, if you want to talk about Real Madrid first, because I'm I've spoken about I've done two podcasts about sure, that game right. already. I mean, yeah, uh, why don't you say right, what but... you want to talk about from that game, and I will give you my thoughts. On oh, you know you... what I want to talk about. You know damn well. <laughs> I actually don't. Hey, let me. Oh, you don't. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. all right. Um, 
before I talk about Ma Madrid, mm -hmm. I'm listening. Do you know, have you ever heard of the Wild Project? It's, no. a, YouTuber, it's a YouTuber, Jordi Wild. Is a okay. Spanish. He's kind of like he's clearly the, trying to be, and, and he, he pulls it off. The Joe Rogan, the Spanish Joe Rogan. Okay. Wild, Jordi Wild. Yeah, and okay. he he does a lot of stuff in in content in English, as in all his interviews are with, in Spanish. Um, and uh, but he now subtitles it in English, and his titles I've noticed some titles pop up in English. He's clearly trying to break into a yeah an English speaking uh, market. Which, in case you do, or in case it does interesting you should because he has fascinating 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 interviews with really people from all walks of life uh, much like joe rogan right and the conversations are uh, in depth they're uh, of, of, of huge interest i mean they're just like i said fascinating some some are like four i'm, I'm the one i'm getting to with david jimenez is almost four hours long now david jimenez is the ex-director of el mundo and don't worry I'm not going to go down this route. I love how you said, you said, you know what I want to talk about. And so far, everything you said is I have no idea what you're talking about. There's, how could I have possibly Fine. known this is what you want to talk about? The Spanish Joe Rogan. Well, I, I feel, I feel, it, it, look, it kind of ties in with what I was taught, what we talked about in the, on Friday's podcast, which okay. quite honestly, I had a bad feeling about Friday's podcast. I told you that. As in like, it, it, no lo he hecho con gusto. I didn't do it with the joy that I, and, and the comfort I normally do our podcast with, right? Um, the ratings anyway, for that podcast guy, are off the charts, by the way. If you guys did not listen to that podcast, patreon.com slash churrosi tacticas, it was the craziest ones we've ever done. You'll never hear anything that transparent in your life. Not even from your own mom. So go listen to that. <laughs> Sorry. But don't share. Yeah. It's exclusive. for patrons only, yeah. No, but uh, um, this man, David Jimenez, and, and I won't make this too long-winded because it, it's it's really it's kind of a thing like if you, you just have to watch it for yourself. He explains in detail and perfectly just how the Spanish system works from, from mainly a, a political, but also obviously a journalistic business perspective, how Spain works as a country and how intrinsically corrupt it is. The level of corruption and, and and obviously he talks about it predominantly from a journalistic perspective. Again, he was the he became the director of El Mundo. El Mundo, if if not the second, maybe the third largest new, newspaper in the entire country. It's got a readership, uh, a, a history, a track record, and a readership of of the loyalist of people. Um, typically slanted right, center right. Okay, uh, by that of course backers of the Partido Popular, the PP, right? Sort of anti-SOE, the socialist, but more in favor of, of, of the Partido Popular. Until this guy comes in and he can his background story, and it's really worth listening to the four hours because his background story is so fascinating. He's this, you would love him, Kian. Uh, he has a book out. I, I'm going to buy it for you for Christmas. No, I already gave you a your Christmas present. He has a book out. Oh, a book, okay. Uh, that I, that I yeah, I'm going to read it. I want you to read it too. Um, he's, he, he, he is named, um, the director of El Mundo and it's a complete shock to everyone, the whole system to him himself as well, because he's been a reporter, a, a field reporter, his entire career. He's been in Afghanistan, covered wars, been in North Korea, like gets killed almost multiple times. Anyway, he's a complete, uh, what do you call him? Like a, a vanguard or, or what's, um, avant-garde? Is that the right word to describe somebody like that? He's, he's you know fights for the, the truth he, he believes in his print he has his principles and he, he's he's um it's like a freedom uh, fighter you know uh, yes yes he's a very moral you know dignified human being that, that that fights for the truth that that him sums him up in a nutshell right so when he becomes director of el mundo and he's never been in a position of an office job a desk job in, in the newsroom he's always been out he's always been um Never been in a suit. Always yeah, made up his own, his own timetables, etc. All of a sudden, he's confronted with how the Spanish system actually works, right? Especially in the position of a director of such an important newspaper, where all of a sudden he says, "I'm, I'm getting calls on a daily basis from politicians, from this, that, from." Blah, blah, blah. 
businessmen, you know, the, the most important businessmen you can imagine. And, and he's having to deal with all that. And just, just you know, and, and, and I can go off into a very long story here that is going to be, like I said, that would kind of be part two to what I tiptoed into our discussion on, on Friday's pod, um, where I talk about, you know, corruption. And, and, and I know <laughs> it's so good to hear from people that have been in these positions of power and actually tell it in first person and give you examples, first person examples to then rather than me just having to spit out assumptions and, and, and again, quote unquote conspiracy theories, right? Without having any proof to back these statements. Well, I encourage you guys just to listen to it. That's all I want to say. I'm not going to go into the tangent that everybody expects of me right now. Okay, I've already seen the tweets of me going, oh, the, the old Franco tweets, etc. I'm not, not going to go into any of that. Okay, so this is not the pod, the place, or the time, and I'm, I'm quite tired of it. I, don't, I know that Kian doesn't want to go that road, that route. I'll just leave the links. You guys educate yourself, listen, make your own judgments, etc. All right. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> it was a good game. Madrid deserved the win. There were okay. a few controversial moments, like the elbow of uh, Carvajal. Uh, like Papo Gomez should have been sent off for okay. Also, also yes, there, there were, yep. yeah, there were there were bad calls both ways. But other than that, take that aside, Madrid the better, you know, they play great football. They're they're a winning machine at the moment. Uh, they've got moments of of you know individual brilliance or persistence intensity if you will like uh vinicius and and keeping up that press um stealing the ball away and, and you know just goes on a great solo dribble to feed it to uh was it modric right for the one no yep and, great pass. um great, great pass one. great play and and yeah just Madrid looking strong, man, looking strong. I think it was Gary Lineker that said, uh, yeah, it was Gary Lineker. He was in uh, the Barcelona in, 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 uh, here to collect a prize that he won the Montalban, the Vázquez Montalban Award of International Journalism or something like that. Um, and he said, look, Real Madrid are looking great without being individually individually excuse me exceptional or, or or maybe more special like in previous versions right now they're just um uh, in formidable form and and they click really great as a whole and as as a team and you have to say like you know you see them uh dismantle sides and uh overcome obstacles uh even when they're not playing that well and it's it, i mean it's it's like a better version i would say from from last season even you know uh that's why i would summarize Madrid well they're better than they were at this juncture last season and mm -hmm, for sure and so that what's interesting to me is like to your point I don't think they've they're even playing that well they're playing clearly playing well like don't get me wrong like they don't want mm -hmm. anyone to come out and say Keon thinks Real Madrid sucks they're playing well clearly there's no denying that right now Fede Valverde is one of the top stories in world football but what strikes me about this team is that we haven't hit certain gears yet. And I think that's what's interesting is about it, which is it's an op thing to be optimistic about that. We miss Benzema for a bunch of games. We miss Courtois for a bunch of games. We haven't hit that next gear yet. And I think that's really encouraging to be in that position where we are right now, have knowing that there's another level yeah. we can go to. But it's funny because I and, yeah. and like to your point about, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but but uh, Something you said something about not being great individually, individually, or certain players. Not I don't know what you said, but um, that it's not it's not just like a, a Cristiano Ronaldo or like a Leo Messi that has right. know, this one standout player. Yeah, it's not that that you have stars. You have uh, obviously Modric, you have Vinicius, you have Benzema, but <clears throat> it's just as a whole clicking very well, without one being a particular standout. Well, it has that aura of anyone can step up at any given mm -hmm. time. And if one mm -hmm. player doesn't play well, another person can step up in his shoes in that moment. Whereas, right. you know, I'd be curious to know where you stand on this with Barca. And I mean, this weekend was a good example that you didn't need Lewandowski because he only scored the third goal. Yep. But Lewandowski has right. scored a bunch of goals this season, right? So what 17 you, and 15. Yeah, it's an, it's an insane number. Basically, him and Holland right now just can't stop. But yeah. what you would want to see as a Barca fan is uh, 
Man, is that Joya? Yes, sorry, she's showing. She was she literally a baby Joya, like no, no. a few months ago. How did that happen? That's crazy. Man, kids ahead. grow up fast. I'll see you later. I'll give you a kiss on your boo-boo later. I love you. She's three and a half? Yeah. It feels like yesterday where she was just born and you, and like, she, that's insane. That's how I feel with your boys. Your boys yeah. are getting big too. All lovey-dovey. So nice. And we're getting old, Kim. We're getting old. Um, listen, and yet here, here we still are on a day, on a bi-weekly basis, discussing Barça Maggi. <laughs> what you would want to see as a Barça fan is that you want to see the goals diversified a little bit, as much of it, as much as as great as it is for well, Lewandowski to be as great as he is. You want it to just be mm, less reliant. Make no I assume, mistake, right? Yeah, but make no mistake, the, the 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 goals in that sense. Obviously, he is by far the standout. Goal, top goal scorer, but the remaining goals have been pretty varied. Uh, Dembélé, Dembélé, I think, has had four. Ansu three. Uh, Ferran is getting, you know, is getting some goals. Frankie scored in the defense. Araujo before his injury. Uh, Kunde has scored. So in terms of like the players that have scored the other goals, it's quite uh, dispersed throughout the entire team. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we are. It, it, it goes without. There is a clear reliance on on uh, the big Golski, you know, to be on point because and and, and to shoot on target. Because I mean, again, it's seventeen and fifteen. They're they're stratospherical numbers, just extraordinary. Um, as much as I, you know, obviously Barca is a huge talking point from this weekend too, because of the manner in which not only they beat Athletic mm. but also Villarreal. I also, um, yeah. I have I almost have like more thoughts about La Liga as a whole because I don't like I don't know how like it, the weird thing about analyzing Real Madrid and Barcelona right now is like I don't have much new to say about Barcelona. They're mm. beating La Liga teams up as they have been all season. Um I I will say this about Barca. The starting lineup against Athletic was it yesterday you guys played? It was yesterday, right? The starting lineup against Athletic is, in my opinion, your best 11. Because it because it fits in the four midfielders almost in their best role. You have Busquets there as the anchor. You have midfield help around him, four of them. You had that the funny quote yesterday about, from Ernesto Valverde saying, you know, I was surprised to see the four midfielders, and that kind of caught us off guard. Um Busquets gets to play the anchor role because to me, still, Frankie can't play to that level on defense. You squeeze in Frankie there beside him in his best role. Well, it Plus, was a double pivot. Yeah, it was a double Similar pivot. His... And that and that's where I think it works. It works. If you're going to mm -hmm. play Frankie in that double pivot, double pivot makes way more sense than the single pivot for him. And you have Busquets mm -hmm. alongside him. That makes sense. Plus Pedri, plus Gavi. It gives you good transition defense. It gives you good pressing. It gives you great offense. You lose a little bit of your, uh, I suppose, width, but I'm not sure if that's necessarily a bad thing because you don't really. I don't think. I think this actually works well. My point is, my only new Barca thought is basically that this is probably where all of your midfielders should play, especially Frankie and Busquets. And my so what I don't like is that that you're leaving out. Um, sorry, Rafinha we'll or Anzu. Answer, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's contextual. I mean, like, you don't have to play this way every game. There's going to be games where me, it makes more sense to have two wingers going at the wing backs and stuff. But right, right. But I do think, like, so in my opinion, Frankie should start. Should be a starter. He should be in your best eleven. Fitting him in yeah. has been a little bit challenging because Gavi and Pedri are there. So if it, were, if it was just me, I'd go Frankie, Busquets, and Pedri. And then Gavi off the bench. No, you gotta keep <laughs> it's it's Busquets on the bench. Okay. And Frankie mm. in for Busti. It's it again. I know you. Uh, I mean, we've been saying it on the pod all, all along or since a while that in Ajax and the Dutch national side, Frankie plays in a double pivot or has played in double pivot position, and he's obviously made his name for himself 
through that. But I still am convinced that even without, say, the defensive presence of a Busquets, you can flank alone in a position like that, where he it's not just necessarily needed for Frankie to run the ball up. Um, you know, and him fit more to the style and 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 the need of of or the idea of, that Xavi has of of him in that position as a as a Busquets, right? Because um, I like to, you got to put Ansu on the wing at this point, man. You have to put Ansu on the wing. You have to start Ansu. You cannot if, not start Ansu. If Ansu and Frankie should start, then I then and you really want to bench Busquets, and I would say, don't do the do. Do Frankie, Pedri, Gavi in a combination of double pivot, and then one of them a little bit more advanced, rather because like the mm. thing with Frankie versus Villarreal was awesome in the in the Busquets role, but Villarreal also couldn't test him at all defensively. It's kind of like mm. you know it's it's almost in some way although they're different types of players. It's like the Cruz Cruz as the single pivot works if you're holding the ball. And you're not. You don't have to worry about transition defense. It's a, kind of the same thing with Frankie, in my opinion. So, so the, for you, for you, like uh, I mean, next up is Bayern. You would field that eleven. Yeah, I would field this eleven over the Villarreal eleven because there's no way Correct. Bayern are going to let Frankie as the anchor off the hook. The way Villarreal did. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, I see I, I see your point. I see your case in point. And I, it's not bad. It's just that for the majority of the games, I want to see Ansu out there on one side, Dembele in the other, Lewandowski in the middle. Yeah. That's and, your best attack. Yeah. <clears throat> I, in, in which case, I would say Gavi has to be the one that has to be sacrificed. Because there's no way you're benching Pedri either. And I don't even know. Like, who knows? Like, maybe Xavi doesn't even... I don't know what Xavi's going to do against Bayern. It could be a complete surprise. Maybe Frankie doesn't start anyway. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the same one, same as usual, Busquets. Busquets, Pedri, Gavi, two wingers, low well, look, Sergi, Sergi, Sergi Roberto is injured, right? Yeah. He dislocated his shoulder. Poor yeah, guy's not getting lucky. He was playing well, too. So, yeah, scored the goal, right, exactly. And and he does that as well. He's, he's always one of those that just gets a few in, in the season. That said... He's out. Bayerin is in, right? You can, he's going to play Bayerin, Kunde. Yeah. Okay. Bayerin, Kunde, Garcia, and Balde. Unless he puts Eddie Garcia, he puts Alonso in for Eddie Garcia, and then you got Bayerin, Kunde, Alonso, Balde. I could see that. There's Stegen obviously in goal. He's been a fucking monster. Nine clean sheets in 11 games. <clears throat> New record. There's Stegen is on point, baby. I love that. For me, you are grossly underestimating Gavi, and I don't know why. I really don't know why. I love how all you guys disagree with the people that voted for him in the Copa, in the Golden Boy. You know, the people that vote for that are not like fanatic hooligan fans and stuff, right? You got to give Gavi his props, man. He's the real deal. He's he hustles player. and works. His work rate is like second and none. His sacrifice. But his you and I agreed effort. on this already. It goes, it goes Pedri, Gavi in that order. Yeah, no, but no. You said you... Yeah, okay, fine. But you're... you're for. I mean, the whole Camavinga discussion for... The, that seemed like ridiculous. It was like, how can he say Gavi is better than Camavinga? 
Twitter went crazy. No, I, I think you that guys the, don't get Madridistas don't give Gavi his props. Okay, and it's well, something it's funny to see, though. It's like it's because it's personal for you guys. No, it, it, this is what it was for me. Anyway, I can't speak for other Madridistas. Gavi propaganda. I'm what I said in the Kamavinga versus Gavi goal, uh, golden boy debate is that Gavi probably is is higher in, in, in the in the uh, yeah, in the whatever in, in the um, in the in the voting because uh, I don't know what the difference between Copa and Golden Boy. It's the same idea, right? They're two different awards. They're I know, I know, awards. but I'm, one is given the, by two the parameters sport. of it. Like the, all right, all right. it's it goes to a young player, right? Under the certain age of whatever. Yes, under twenty one. Under twenty. Same discussion. We'll stand for both. Uh, Gavi just played way more minutes than Kamavinga in La Liga. Like it's not like you can't you can't give Kamavinga an award on, in a in a tournament he just did not play okay. and Gavi played so it's kind of like the Vinicius Ansu debate that people want us to have yeah because like, like I don't Ansu yeah because I I sample size I I defended Ansu in that debate because it's like you know okay it's Vinicius has been great and you can't take that away from him but to like to predict how both of their careers will pan out given the fact that Ansu is extremely talented and hasn't played it's also a bit unfair but obviously yeah Vinicius is better right now because he's been playing and he's been playing lights out in the Gambi Kamavinga thing, it's that Kamavinga doesn't play in league. But I think where if you're gonna give it to Kamavinga, it's based on the fact that, well, he came off the bench in Champions League games against the best teams in the world and just bullied them and was amazing. But I don't I don't think the debate here was about Kamavinga necessarily. It was about Bellingham, who was just playing out of his mind, and also Musiala, who's also playing out of his mind. It was it was that, down that, to those. No, we, you, yes, but we, you and I, we've had Kamavinga. It was a question, like a Patreon question, I think it mm-hmm. was. We addressed that once. Yeah. But uh, well, anyway, what I, moving what on. What I did, what, no, where I, where yeah. I, it's, it's going to get more heated in this podcast. There's, there's a Pedri versus Fede Valverde com, question it coming up. But, it's, but <laughs> I still feel Kamavinga's ceiling's way higher based on pure talent. Yeah, I think he's going to be the better player. I really do. I don't like... I, I think Gavi is a good player, but I think it's... He's not like a Pedri-type talent. It's it's a different... Yeah, he's a different midfielder. Certainly has a different style of play, but it's ever so important. I mean, you're talk, again, his work rate, ball recovery, uh, essential blocks. A lot of his, his good passing. things will I mean, come he, in he has great vision. He's got great vision, so I'm I'm excited. Anyway, moving on. So Busquets on the bench. You got Frankie in the middle, and then Pedri. So that that for me, and then the three that we discussed with Ansu. Yeah, I'd go Busquets, right, Frankie, Pedri, Usman, mm-hmm. Ansu, and Lewandowski. All right, and and the thing is that the, the it it's a pressure cooker right now, Kian. Managers talk about oh, this is a, a luxury problem, having. Not that he said this, right? But you often hear this kind of rhetoric. In this case, having to manage uh, uh, the expectations and minutes of Rafinha, Dembélé, and Ansu, and Ferran, and Memphis when he's back, he's still injured. But mm-hmm. you know, Ansu is—he's knocking on the door, and well, things are floating around in the papers that uh, uh, you know he sees no reason why he shouldn't be getting more minutes. Ansu, right? So, yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if that was going to come up because I saw the report that Ansu's quote-unquote entourage is uh, unhappy and they said they'll take him to another team. To which I would say, what does he have, like five years left on his contract or something ridiculous? Four years? I think it's four. You yeah. guys are not taking him anywhere. So just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just just uh, like, he's playing. Yeah, he does. But he's playing. It's just that like he's not starting every game. He's playing. Team is winning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pablo Torre got his uh, league debut. For you saw a little bit of him. You remember you asked him about him on the last pod. I don't it know was thanks to me he played. Minutes. I'm the one who <laughs> speaked it into sure. existence. I was like, "What happened to this guy you were hyping up before the season?" Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, can I just go. bring something up though? Because um, mm-hmm. always, I was going to make bring up the La Liga point. You d- I know you don't see it this way necessarily because you're a Kool-Aid, but it was really disappointing as a La Liga fan to see Villarreal and Athletic mm-hmm. in action against you at the Camp Nou. Now, maybe that's the Real, maybe that's the Real Madrid fan speaking in me, 
or maybe other right. maybe La Liga La Liga teams and fans would agree with me that aren't Kules. Um, I know the Kool-Aid perspective will be, well, you guys were so dominant that it's not because they were bad, it's because we were good. And I think that you're right in saying that that's true. But it just, it kind of showed to me the gulf. And this could, you could throw this about Sevilla too. Sevilla who are having a bad season, I think will get better as the season goes on. But they just, the gulf in talent. right now between Real Madrid, Barcelona and the rest of the league is kind of worrying and the other one at least with some solace I will say Atletico are looking better and Griezmann is playing better I mean Griezmann's been good all season but now he's actually putting together really good cameos for as a starter and not just off the bench because they have the new deal sorted out so maybe Atletico will put themselves in the conversation too but it, it's just a little worrying to me. Um, so that was my first point. And then I, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But are you saying this after Madrid games as well? Like, oh, God, how disappointing were Sevilla tonight or Elche? And, I, uh, I literally said that right now. I, I, said, I said you can right. talk about Real Madrid the same way too. Say, 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 say. No, so I'm just verifying. Um <sighs> Look, I think there's great managers and great talent. And quite frankly, you know, in Europe, we see still see Spanish teams advance more often than not to latter stages. Betis, um, you know, Copa del Rey winners as well. Uh, I think er uh, Ernesto Valverde is doing a great job with, with Atleti Club uh, leading it, heading into this game. They were talking about a team having a great season. Uh, they are having a good season by their standards you know um he's getting the team to play an aggressive an aggressive press uh maybe you didn't it's true you didn't see it that much this time in in the come no uh, i think barca won comfortably of course it helps when you score three goals in the span of seven minutes like was the case against villarreal i think against atleti club yesterday it was maybe instead of seven 12 minutes <laughs> they were closely together i, I actually well, let me see uh let there you me, go. Let me we, ask we you this real, then. Like I said, seven minutes. Yeah, go on. This is kind of a deviation, but would you say Athletic yesterday were conservative or tried to attack Barca? Like, how did you see their approach? Well, I, 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 for me, it was more like we were finding the right passing lanes and, and getting out of their press in a way that was... Uh, um, you know, in particular in the moments of the goals that were just capitalized on efficiently and, 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 and effective. I mean, we had a very inspired uh, Dembele that was passing the lights out, you know, his hat-trick of passes. He's now top of assists as well in La Liga. Um, I think he's third in Europe. Uh, you know, he was he was the guy yesterday. He took the initiative. Also, even through the 1-0, you know, it, it leading up through his shot um, that then, you know, deflected ends up at Lewandowski and he sends the lob into a Dembele that comes running in. So, and that's kind of what Xavi wants to see from this team, right? They, he wants to see more of these big name players to step up and be brave and look for these kind of, uh, make these kind of actions happen as well, as opposed to just crossing the ball. I think leading up you know bring it up from the back and 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 heading, leading into and in midfield where of course there were four players as well as we we're discussing just before and it surprised Ernesto Valverde uh, and you could see that you know and then yeah very quickly it was it was a knockout blow question is how is it going to work now against a team like Bayern I feel that is where you know this Barca needs to be tested still and that's uh, I don't like to take anything away from the Villarreal's and Athletic clubs or you know, the rest of uh, La Liga teams. But the truth of the matter is, is that right now, Barca, yeah, that we haven't really performed against the the big guns, right? Uh, it's gone very much our way in La Liga. Uh, we came off at the back of, what was it, seven consecutive wins? I mean, undefeated uh, until Madrid, of course. And now, which wasn't easy. And that's, that's the thing. I don't want to take any credit away from Xavi or this team to bounce back after... What was a fucking horrible week. I mean, first Bayern, then Inter, then Clásico. 
I mean, that was back to back to back, just very difficult for this team and to bounce back from. And uh, it worked. It went in that sense in the worst possible way, the worst scenario. And now we have to face the consequences. And so I commend how we came back against Villarreal and then Aleti Club, which I insist is not an easy thing to do. I don't want to come across now as like kind of dismissing La Liga competition, who again, fare very well against European competition. So, uh, you know, that's I don't, don't want to. That's where what we everyone is everyone is asking of Barca. Like it's because mm. I know like after the after the Clasico, the Kool Aid mood was really bad, right? It was because it it was yeah. it was not just Clasico. If it was just Clasico in isolation, it's one thing. But it was Clasico, and before that, what happened in the Champions League? Inter the mood was Bayern. bad, right? Right. After the Very Athletic bad. game, things have changed again. Like okay. Like I, I've I'm seen I've seen this I'm just calling it what I've seen. Kules are now saying looking at the performance Euphoric. against Villarreal. Yeah, the Kules are looking at the performances versus Villarreal and Athletic, and they're saying, "Oh, look how good we are." Maybe what happened in the Champions League? Maybe like you know we we win those games nine times out of ten. Classical, we had some bad luck. We're really good. Maybe we shouldn't panic. I'm just saying. Let's see what the what the tune is after Bayern because no one cares about your margin of victories and we 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 pour us we're so good look at us against these La Liga teams let's see what the narrative is after this Bayern game and let's see but um, you don't need to say pour us I'm I'm not looking for pity or I don't think Culeza they're going like pity us or anything no but you know what I mean just the tone whatever um, listen we're gonna judge both these teams at the end of the season at the end of the day of course there'll be moments and that's why we have a podcast where we criticize or we analyze and we talk about the current form and the lead up to either success or failure which is judged at the end of the season right now these are little wins and losses and we went back to back to back having major losses that have major consequences on the rest of our season but you it's like you, you you expect us to flop and like just to throw the whole season into the fucking trash and be like that's it like obviously we have to take these little steps that 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 are bounce backs against very talented and respected teams that are in good forms like an Atletico Club and Villarreal the biggest question with Barca has and is and will be can you be better tactically against big teams that's it right that's yes. been the question yes. yes so far the answer is mm-hmm. no but the La Liga teams you guys have mm-hmm. been just steamrolling apart from one mm-hmm. who is on the level of the Bayerns etc um, yeah, the, re- exactly. the reason I asked the question about Athletic and would, their approach and would you say they were conservative or tried to go at you is to bring the question about style into play because uh-huh. I know you're a big believer that you should play a certain way well, I would say Athletic no, tried. I, no, you should know. Again, Kian, don't put those words that I like to watch, that is enjoyable for me. I'm not saying there's one only way. You but you have said in the past. But you have said in the past. I enjoy. You would rather lose playing a certain way. Right, 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 right. My, I get, the reason I asked the question, the point I'm bringing up is that I think Athletic tried to play a certain way. And it was a terrible okay. idea. They should have not done that. Uh-huh. Um. And and then that's it. That's the point I wanted to make. So if you're an well, athletic fan, would you? I, I I I wasn't. Yeah, no. For somebody who has been, you know, who has suffered uh, playing against Athletic Club, like and lost finals against Athletic Club, yeah, and also won, of course. I mean, this is the oldest rivalry, along with Real Madrid, uh, in La Liga, is a Barça Athletic Club, and it's. Uh, which means like they are along with Barça and Madrid, the other team that have never been relegated, and uh, which means they're doing something well. Which you know means that they are tough not to crack. So they are they have their style. I don't to say that they that Valverde tried to play a Barça kind of way. Um, you know, I think is a bit excessive. Yeah, no, uh, it's it is excessive, Ernesto, but but he also could have approached it differently i think from a defensive standpoint mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it, you know i was uncomfortable as i have been in other uh, games against atletic club 
where yeah. you know they are more fierce they're more determined like they're more determined to, to, to fight for the ball to get the ball back and um you know just play a very basque style football uh and 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 yeah it was it was a good night for barca and then again setting up uh in another important week so can i throw one more item at you and then we can take a question how are you doing for time yes yeah no no good but uh i need to go uh, at some point soon <laughs> it's so vague what does that mean like five <laughs> minutes ten minutes two minutes yeah yeah five to ten is good all right um the one of the biggest shames in football history antoine griezmann taking that two-year one what is it one year two year whatever the hiatus was from atletico to go to barca mm-hmm. this season has been awesome he is now the third highest goal scorer in atletico madrid history 147 yeah. goals he would have been second Congrats. i think if he had not gone to barca hmm. and a real shot at overtaking luis aragones as number one just wanted to throw it out there. What a devastating decision for him, for Atletico, and for Barcelona. Mm. Long-term consequences, yeah, no short-term consequences. Bad, bad job. Bad job, Antoine. Made a bad decision for everybody. It's a, it, well, listen, it, it, it'll be a big what for him. Uh, I, he might look at it like... It would have always been a what if for me to not have played with Messi and Barca. Sure. And Suarez and, and, and have a real shot at, at a Champions League trophy. Because at that point in time, we were you know, not that far off of, of having just one the last time, 2015, I know. Um, so, you know, that maybe would have been the one if or what if for him. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, he made that decision. He's a big boy. And uh, hey, look, he's not the first, he's the third. But mira, no está mal. He's the third. Right? Third what? Highest goal scorer. Yeah, that's why I said third. I, but I said, if had yeah. he not gone to Barca, he would have been number two by now, probably. And yeah, I think he's like, what, 30-something away from, I have to look at it, I closed it, from Aragones as number one. Um, <clears throat> well, maybe, maybe he has a really inspiring last season and he fucking just... You think only he only has thirty goals in all competitions, right? In all competitions, yeah, that's doable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's doable. That's doable. I don't know. No one will rate Atletico Madrid. It, it, the, it how takes many an goals inspired and an informed player. I mm-hmm. was seriously surprised that he has one hundred and forty-seven goals at Atletico. I for some reason that number yeah. I was seemed really high to me. It's amazing. It's an amazing mm-hmm. achievement. Um, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One last item, and then we both got to go. The worst possible okay. topic to bring up as we log off, but <laughs> our patron who gets uh, a guaranteed response on this podcast, Umar Mahadi says, Pedri or yes. Valverde? Valverde is consistent. Oh, this is quick. Val- <laughs> Valverde is consistent, versatile, and brings much more to the team. Then Pedri, try to observe his footballing IQ with the decision he makes on the pitch. Don't get me wrong, I love Pedri. He is immensely talented and a joy to watch and has potential. Is a midfield maestro. If I could, I would choose both. But if I have to choose between him and, and Valverde, 
I'm going for Valverde every single time. He is on track to becoming the next Kevin De Bruyne. Think about it this way. If Jurgen Klopp had to choose, who do you think he is going with? Well, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Uh, I wish you guys a wonderful evening. Stay tuned for the next podcast. <laughs> give us 10 seconds. Ten, this give one. us a 10-second answer. No, I mean, look, it's very obvious I'm going with Pedri, man. Uh, if anything, I can echo the words of our, our patron here and say flattering things like, I love to watch Valverde. I have him at high regard. He has a great vision of the game defensively. He's uh, uh he def- defensively has a great impact on his team, but he's clearly undervalued or underestimated offensively, where maybe his impact is even more felt. Um, you know, can score goals, like I said, can defend like the greatest and has great potential in becoming a great midfielder. Um, however, Pedri has been touched by the magic wand. Bing! He's magical. And for his vision and his qualities, his passing abilities, also finishing that he's showing now, um, I'm going with Pedri always. But that's mainly because for me also, Pedri is that kind of player that I have grown up watching. And one of the reasons why I enjoy the game of football is because uh, these kind of midfielders have passed through the ranks at Barca and... Uh, I love the way Barca play because of players like Pedri, who I think are just going to continue to evolve and, yeah, become legends, really. And like your Iniesta's, Chavis, Peps, and um, yeah, there. I mean, it's. I, I think it's just a perfect Barca player. Pedri and Barca was always going to happen, and maybe the same can be said about Valverde again, who I have nothing but good words for. But if you have to, if push comes to shove. And I'm a Jurgen Klopp. I'm still going for Betty. If I had to draft one right now, when I had they were both on the clock, I would take Fede. Uh, mm. Unlike Gavi, though, I don't think Pedri is overhyped. I'm a huge Pedri fan. I think he's amazing. Mm. If I could actually combine these two into one player, I think you might have a goat on your hands. <laughs> it's like. Like, what what Fede is doing this season is unbelievable. Like, seriously, is it truly. fair to to compare him to to a Zizou? Fede, yeah, completely different kind of player. The I don't even know who to compare him to. Like the one that he's being compared to now is De Bruyne. Yeah, I saw De Bruyne 2.0. I didn't see that. Well, it's the right now it's the the manner in which he's carrying the ball up the field and shooting and scoring and and producing assists mm-hmm. that is putting him in the De Bruyne conversation in terms of stylistic profile. Right now he's just okay. like he kicks it from anywhere on the field and it goes in as if he's shooting a free throw. It's insane. But so I think like to me like right now for just comparing them and again, I would take both if I could. I think they would complement each other a lot in a midfield if you were to build a team with, mm-hmm. with both of them. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. Right now, Fede is the better goal scorer, better offensive creator. And I know that's, that one is a little bit, people might say whatever, but you know the numbers speak for themselves in terms of the assists and stuff. Pedri is the better passer. And they're both geniuses. I really like. I don't. I'm not part of the Madridista contingent that feels that Pedri is overrated. I really, I really think highly of Pedri. I think he's awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask you this though, okay? Because how many how many assists does he have? More assists this season? Yeah, I'd have to look at the numbers, but his assists are. Uh, yeah. Well, I, keep making your point. I'm, I'm going to check these stats because you're saying he's a better goal scorer and assist provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to. Yeah, based on this season. Uh, but feel free to fact-check me if you want. Um, okay. What was I going to say? Pedri has zero assists this season. So <laughs> by, what? By def- yeah, but, but cause, so by definition, whatever, if, even if... I mean, look, I, I don't think it's just one, but even if... Fede has, Fede has two assists. Um, 
That's that would be hilarious. If Pedri had no assist. No, I, he's assisted Lewandowski, man. Surely. Zero assists. Churros. Churros. Astonishing. Astonishing. Um. Astonishing. Hmm. You can look at key passes too. It's a it's a decent metric. Expected assists. Yeah. Um, Fede has 22 key passes on the season, and Pedri has uh... although was that for this season? I'm doing this too on the fly right now, and I have I'm multitasking because I'm thinking of other things to ask you. We can do this more properly on Friday, but. What, I, ha- what I have I- here an article from Feed Me Goal in case of uh, comparing stats from, from, I know, 1920, while Pedris were 2021. 20, oh, so their best seasons. In the case of Valverde, the, his best season so far, according to this article, 1920, and comparing that to Pedri's best season so far, 2021. Yeah, it's a different so discussion, goals- though, for talking about their careers. Because their young players still right. evolving, I think. Like, Fede has evolved this anyway, year. Needless to say, it's 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 muy parejo. It's it's pretty similar. Actually, Pedri out edges in uh, Valverde in the, in the stats. But look, uh, you, you're gonna take your Madridista guy. I'm gonna take the Barça guy. Thank you guys. This has been fun. Tune in for churros. No, wait. I, I have no? to ask I mean, you what I was gonna it's ask over. you. Over like this. What? I have to ask okay. you. What I was gonna ask you. Because this is the problem with these debates. I don't think. I don't think the question. So. A lot of people send us these questions, and I don't think the question should be who's better. It should just be like asking us to analyze both. Because mm. my question to you was, I'm just going to list off like a bunch of examples off the top of my head without thinking, and you tell me how many Real Madrid players you would take in these debates. So, right. Courtois versus Ter Stegen, Ramos versus Piquet, uh... Uh, Busquets versus Casemiro, Xavi versus Cruz, Modric versus Iniesta, Cristiano versus Messi. How many of those? How many Real Madrid players would you take in, in those debates? Not a single one, right? No. Yeah. So the, the uh, maybe these... one. Courtois. But I can't say right now. I can't say. The... This is this is not Friday, Kian. Well, this is the thing. Like I think that it, these debates are almost going to just end up you taking yours me taking mine but i think the mm. what has to come out of these debates is we don't have to agree on the winner but we have to just analyze both of them yeah 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 because you're gonna understandably take pedri in this if there was a draft and you had to take one i'm i'm understandably gonna take fede valverde the thing is the thing is i will like i'm not always at liberty perhaps uh, or as much at liberty even though i probably could say i would pick player a over player b and that be a player from real madrid i don't see necessarily anything wrong with that i i you know now i feel all inspired and hyped up by the david jimenez uh podcast and 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 i think i do genuinely approach this from my truth which again is very subjective football in that kind of way because you know my truth i look through the lenses at the footballing world as a Barca fan, there's no denying that I'll have bias, but I will truthfully state, you know, my bias or as to why I would pick, you know, nine out of 10 Barca players in, in that list you just gave me. Um, and why I would pick maybe that one over the other. The thing is like, at this point, it can sort of cost me my job for, for you know, for, for, Maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating and I could say it, right? But but I would like to think that on our Friday or in our, you know, Patreon only pods that I am open and honest and truthful with my picks and, and, and you know, or with my opinions and stuff. Like I'm not just spewing out a certain narrative to keep certain people content. You understand? I get it. I could choose between Valverde and, and Pedri. And, and I think, again, in most cases, like the ones you just mentioned, I would genuinely take my guys. There's also a lot of good memories attached to those guys. You yeah, know, I get it. A lot it. of trophies that were won thanks to those guys. I get as it. As for you as a Madridista. 
I get it. Yeah, I get it. Listen, I have my own biases too. I do. Um, mm. But in the end, I think I have my own decisions, my own reasons for those decisions, and you have yours, and that's okay. Yeah, but you um, can you can state yours more easily, I think, seeing as you're the chief editor of of your platform. You understand? Well, that, not the chief editor part, but just the fact that I don't work for Real Madrid or any club. Also, also, mm. however, if you would be overly critical about Papatito Tito Florin you could run the risk of maybe not being able to allow it into the Bernabeu anymore. Uh, I, I sure hope stop. not because Marca and Ass and all these guys, they'll, they'll write their, they'll write their hit pieces and they get in and they ask questions. We had one, literally well, one journalist well. in the year of Zidane who worked for goal, who his entire mission and job description was how can I piss Zidane off in the press conference? And the guy got access to everything and was prioritized for questions. So I don't ben know Hayward? how these politics work. What? Was that Hayward? No, Hayward's... A, I love Hayward. What are you talking about? No, Hayward can't classify him. Hayward's amazing. Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know anybody... No, no, no. Not G-O-A-L. No, G-O-L. The Spanish one. Not G-O-A-L. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. Gold is maybe a pro. Is, is, I mean, at the end, Gold is... Um, well, I'll figure that out, where that, that ladder and structure goes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Listen to that podcast, the Spanish judicial system, because it's an eye-opener. Everything is linked, my friend. And yes, he mentions Papa Flo and, you know, how deep this rabbit hole goes. I have a list of things that I want to watch, and that's probably mm-hmm. not number one. But listen, <laughs> I have uh, I watched two new old movies on the plane. Take next time you take the plane, you're listening to this pod. It's four hours of just blue pill shot right in your ass. You Can I tell you what I watched? Can I tell you what I watched for the first Matrix time? Matrix open. Pow. What? Magnolia. Have you seen that one? Yes, great fucking movie. Probably the best I've ever seen Tom Cruise. It's good. Um, the other one I watched for the first time, Happy Gilmore. Oh, classic. And I Adam Sandler, baby. And I finished half of The Big Lebowski. But then my flight landed, I mean, so I couldn't finish it. Oh, my God. I mean, that, that you're, you're now in my top three all time. Big Lebowski, if, I did an entire paper on it in high school. Really? I, I, yeah, I, I, it's a, I was part of that movement, like the, the dude movement, the Big Lebowski. I, I was fully into that. So these the are the movies that the Cone I've Brothers, conquered. any Cone Brothers. There's, yeah. there was, it, it, I Wonderful. mean, it's, I, I was going into it expecting like a comedy where I laugh, but it's not really that kind of comedy. It's more like just an interesting, no, yeah, yeah. Yes. But, but I haven't still, finished yet, so I don't want to talk about hard. it. Yeah. Right. So I've you tackled. Still laugh. I've tackled. Better rewatch it. It gets funnier every time. Fight Club. Pulp Fiction. Good. Um, yes. All time. Two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Again, this is just for people who don't know. I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to yeah. go through all the classics I've never watched. Um, Casino. I I just started Heat. I haven't seen Heat yet. I just started right. that. Um, it's good, a little long, but I mean, obviously, long. the actors are fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. like, it just, 
one of the greatest joys about this whole thing was seeing Pacino and De Niro at the peak while I'm tackling yeah, these movies. But that, that's what that's what everybody wanted to see. When he I always encourage people, old, like, yeah. forget about these Netflix trends, man. It's not forget mm. about it. Go back and watch the classics. That's art. That's art. Absolutely, absolutely. Even like go back, on the head forget the forget about these UFC that. fights, Conor McGregor and shit like that. Go watch Muhammad Ali. Yeah, fuck that. Go watch Ali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Well said. Well said. Here, here. No, honestly, I, I support that statement truthfully and one hundred percent. And with that being said, Keanu is making a pledge next time he's flying out to listen to that podcast and be enlightened. Uh, I will leave the link to that pod, that episode below, and. Why? Why do you say that's not gonna happen? I just so it's great. I, it's it's just like, you're a jur- you're, you're 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 a journalist. You're a journalist, I know, but right? it's like I have like little spare time, and in the spare time I have, I, I need to listen to something or read something or do something inspiring. I'm just I not said, gonna sit down through a conspiracy podcast. Th- that is that is exactly what it is. It is insanely inspiring, bro. He here's a man who was the ex director of one of the biggest newspapers in Spain talking about his entire upbringing in, into the world of journalism. I mean, he's, he's reached the top. He, he, he was the creme of the creme. The creme de la creme, mec. Is Mundo Deportivo the en top? En francais, si tu veux. Not Mundo Deportivo, El Mundo, coño. Stop oh, confusing mundo. those two. I, it's confusing. I'm it's, sorry. It's, I'm, I'm understandably confused between two newspapers that have the same name. Sorry. Es El Mundo Deportivo. And it's you can they they've dropped the L. It's just Mundo Deportivo. Y el Mundo is the other one. Kian, now you've insulted me. You're upsetting me. You're if gonna so, listen to this. If pod. someone started because a podcast it's, called it's exactly the Churros, what you, what you just people said, would get confused. Inspiring, and 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 it will give you you know the juices you need to be the best fucking journalist that you can be. And that's what it comes down to. That's why I introduced this episode and why I wanted to talk to you about because it interlink, it completely interlinks with what we were discussing. And I'm not just talking in the previous part, and I'm just not talking from this conspiracy angle. I'm talking as us in this profession, as journalists, going about our work and how we communicate to the world, you know, what principles and morals we live by, etc. It is very inspiring. Make no mistake. That's the reason why I brought it up. And it was not to to, to shed a dirty light or, 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 you know, run the name of Real Madrid through the mud or, or Florentino Perez. Trust me, I don't need to do that. <laughs> you can figure that out by yourself, whether you want to see certain things or not. Ah, come on. But don't go on this. I, I'm talking don't go down this rabbit hole. Now. No, no. I'm not. I'm not. My point is that you find that out by yourself. I'm saying... To be the best journalist you can be, this pod is a must. Listen, and it's inspiring and uplifting, and and you need to listen to it. Okay. I'd rather I'd rather watch Kobe Bryant quotes on TikTok. It's really inspiring, more inspiring than than this. But send it to me. Send it to me. All right. <clears throat> it's been fun. It's been kind of fun. Mm. Didn't like that last bit of thing that you went that tangent on the end about running through mud and stuff like that but you know um I, I said i'm not here to do that no but you can't you can't just say it and then do it you did it you did it and you said i'm not no, going to but here but you basically said i'm not gonna go and said, say all these bad things about this listen. person but you know that they're bad already that's basically what you said let's not do that but we're not gonna do that about every team well, and any team why why is it that you want to like put the 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 blinders on and 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 not just accept certain things or learn certain things no it's not about blinders it's just that you no you you go through this thing where it's like oh real madrid barcelona are not and all this and i you see i don't say that i don't say that Barca are not corrupt kian don't make that mistake by saying putting words in my mouth man don't do that it's a witch hunt it's a witch hunt no it's not it is no it's not you can come to me with the same accusations. And like I said, we'll be on the Friday pod. We'll necessarily be on a Monday, but I have no problem admitting or, you know, having my blinders taken off, if you will. I'm very honest in my uh, opinions and, 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 and how I, in my ways of analyzing or criticizing, you know, whether it's individuals, organizations, uh, business practices, etc. I have no problem in being critical, also what hits home or is you know close to me. I think no we problem. need to. I think we need to get you a different job. Why? I <laughs> so love that my you job. can just this, be completely I, I, free. 
Well, that's the mission. That's why I'm on this churros adventure with you, my friend. Yeah. And I hope, you know, we hold each other's hand and we keep going, man. But like, you know. We hold each other by the churro and we see where this goes. Man. <laughs> hey, nah, that's too far. Yeah, you're going too far. All right, man. Listen, this has been fun. It's getting off the rails now. Let's uh, let's reconvene on All Thursday right. over on Patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. It'll let's be good that. because it'll be after the Bayern game. So we got stuff to talk about. Atletico <laughs> also have a big week too, by the way. Right. They still have a hope somehow to qualify from the Champions mm-hmm. Group stages. So we're going to analyze that. Wow. Uh, it's going to be yes. a big week. Big show on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being on this journey with Don't us as out. wild and unpredictable no and raw as it is at times. Uh, thanks for bearing <laughs> with us. It's us. It's just us talking. There's no filter on this one. So you either hate it hey, or love it. 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 For the ones who hate it, I'm sorry. But not really. If you love it, great. Uh, join us. Thanks, Diego. It was fun. Appreciate it. Peace Take out. care. Peace. Peace out. Always. Sports Social Podcast Network.